0: Hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. Thanks for joining in today. We're doing a Silverfest Marathon, getting a bunch of those panels up there. And obviously, it's quite a pleasure to have a presentation from Keith Newmeyer of First Majestic Silver as part of that, Um, in addition to being one of the largest and purest uh, silver companies out there. uh, I'm proud that they have been a sponsor of what we've been doing, which has allowed me to continue to keep bringing silver information, uh, spreading awareness. They were also a big part of Silverfest. And this was, was Keith's presentation. Yeah. Gives a great overview if you're new to First Majestic or even if you've been learning about them for years. I was having fun rewatching it. Uh, he did talk about Eric Sprott's investment in the company. And interestingly, as I was taking a look, he shows a slide with their top shareholders. My former trading shop, Susquehanna International Group, was on there, which I thought was interesting. They don't lose on many of their trades, let's just say that. So again, uh, if you'd like to find out more about the company, what they've been up to, some of the different things going on. You heard Jeff Clark talk about it the other day, but fortunately, here it is directly from Keith Newmeyer of First Majestic Silver.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the first Majestic uh, Silver Corp presentation for today. Uh, I'll just go through the presentation. Of course, we have our forward-looking statements in front of us. Going to the first slide, 60% of our revenues from the sale of silver, which many of you probably know, but you know, we are the pure silver company in the world, which always you know, quite puts us in a pretty unique camp. We produce two metals only: uh, one, of course, sixty percent silver and forty percent gold. All our productions in the form of dory bars, which is fantastic for a mining company, versus you know the alternative of uh, producing concentrates. So I'm pretty pleased about that. In 2020, we've had three mines operating, and that's down from you know our peak of seven operations back in back in 2017. But over over the years, you know, we've really focused our efforts on our top three mines which is really the, the story for 2020 and 2021. Large land access, or pardon me, large land holding base in Mexico. All the assets are of course in Mexico, and Mexico's obviously the world's largest silver producer, which I think we're number three in Mexico. So the market cap has been kind of stable, despite the fact silver prices have gone you know, up quite nicely with gold. The market really hasn't responded yet, which is interesting, but um, Nevertheless, we have a very strong balance sheet. Many of you probably saw just yesterday, Eric Sprott, a Canadian billionaire who's quite well known in the silver and mining space, agreed to put $78 million into First Majestic at $15.60 a share. He purchased 5 million shares from Treasury. uh, So that Treasury will obviously uh, go up substantially as a result of his investment. Uh, which will close next week so we're thrilled to have Eric uh, in, in our in our top uh, registry you know he'll be up there in the top you know two or three registry shareholders of the company and uh, obviously you can see there with Wheaton and uh, the breakdown between retail and institutional shareholders the assets are spread around you know, we've been in business for 18 years I put this coming together in 2002 and we've been uh, really built this business on acquiring assets. We've got a big portfolio of uh, uh, three producing mines, uh, the Red Dots, the uh, San Dimas, and Gantana are currently our big producing operations. San Martin was suspended over a year ago now. La Priya was recently shut down at the end of last year, and Del Toro was shut down earlier this year. La Guterra was shut down in 2017. And the, really the reason for that is because they're just really small mines. and you know, they're all kind of one to two million ounce producers and you know when we were able to acquire Santa Elena and then later San Dimas um, the investment capital that we had just made more sense to focus on the top um, assets in the business and that's what we've already done and you know that's sort of the story for today. The production has grown virtually every year you know, we've had a couple of setbacks uh, you know 2020 hasn't been an easy year for us. Um, Q2, we had the operation shut down for a good period of time. You know, they started uh, producing again in Q3. Q3 still some a challenge. We still don't have the full workforce back yet uh, due, due to the COVID uh, issues. But we were expecting, or at least we're hoping, uh, that Q4 will resume back to 100% uh, production. 2021, we expect to be a pretty good year with some of the investments that we're currently making and. I'll talk about that as well as we get through this. Uh, This is the guidance we put out. Uh, We did suspend guidance back in March. Uh, Due to the obvious, uh, we, we came out with this new guidance and in early August, and nice to see the cost drop uh, from our previous guidance. Our production has come down a little bit as well. I think we lost about a million million and a half ounces of production due to COVID, but still pretty reasonable numbers. And at current metal prices, obviously the cash flows are pretty nice uh, to see coming into the business. We have reduced our CapEx back in January of 2020. Our initial CapEx that we announced was 272 million, 171 million, pardon me. And uh, we have reduced that on a couple of occasions. Um, And now this is our most uh, recent number. Uh, We actually may come in even less than this number because deploying drill rigs and deploying construction crews to get some of our innovative projects under running has been a bit of a challenge because we've had to build remote camps uh, to, you know, to keep the contractors away from the communities. And there's just a whole bunch of extra things we had to do as a business to assure, you know, the health and safety of our workforce. And uh, that has likely will delay some of this investment. So I don't know what the actual number will be prior to, or at the end of December 31st, 2020, it'll probably be something a little bit less than this number, but uh, nevertheless, that's our current projection or, or at least our current public publicly announced uh, number. Reserve growth has been there. Um, you know, we, we still start, you know, kept drilling, with, we're pretty happy that a lot of the rigs have been uh, deployed. I think we've got somewhere around eight or nine rigs at San Dimas. We've got another four or five at Santelaine and then and, uh, Tata is a little bit slower, but we're getting those rigs up and running again. We expect to be back up in the 20 rig range within the fourth quarter. Uh, we're adding ounces, which is a great thing. And uh, you can see by that bar there, the grades are going up. So we've got ounces going up, grades going up, and, you know, that sets a lot for the future of these uh, three three operations. So it's had kind of um, You know, a lot of people know about this mine. Obviously, it's been in the hands of a couple of different mining companies. So we're fortunate enough to get it into our portfolio in, in May of 2018. It's a very high-grade operation, uh, pretty low cost operation as well. Uh, the bump up in Q2 costs was really a result of uh, the COVID extra costs, you know, the, the, the lower production, but the manpower still being placed. So, you know, of course, you know, costs do go up, but you know, those costs were revert back to normality over the next couple of quarters. We we're actually very fortunate in getting the uh, HIG mill and, and some of the big cranes uh, delivered to site. In Q2, right in the middle of COVID, the government was able to or willing to give us permits. So these big, huge pieces of equipment that did arrive on the coast, Pacific coast of Mexico in Q2, we we're concerned that they were going to sit there for quite some time, but the government allowed us to transport them on site. And they all arrive you know, beautifully on site and they're sitting there waiting for the construction crews to be deployed and that investment to uh, continue on, which um, is going to be great for this operation because, you know, we're, we're looking at San Dimas as a 3,000 ton a day operation in the next couple of years. There's a number of innovative things that we're doing, including you know rebuilding and re-automating, or not re-automating, but just simply automating this mill. It's an old mill, hasn't already been updated for something in the order of 30 years. So a lot of the technologies that we've adopted throughout the business are being adopted here. And it's going to be quite exciting watching this um, mine transform over the next couple of years as a result of the investment that's currently underway and will continue until you know into 2022. And that'll include, of course, the upgrading of the hydro uh, dam, which is currently supplying about 50% of the energy. And we're hoping to see hydro get up to about 100% of energy once that project is complete. So. It's going to be a much larger mine and uh, much more profitable, we believe, over the next couple of years as this investment starts to bear fruit. This is some of the other things. Uh, you can see the picture of that HIG. You know, the HIG on the on the right-hand side of this photograph, that's the HIG that was installed at Santa Elena uh, in mid-2019, which is working beautifully. And of course, there's the uh, current hydro dam on the left side, and, and there'll be a second dam built upstream there so we had a dual dam uh process and the permitting is underway and it should happen um, here shortly and the engineering that'll be uh, put out to tender hopefully well it was planned on going out to tender by the end of 2020 um that might be somewhat delayed but um that tender process will start sometime in the next few quarters and we hope to break ground there and uh, have that up and running by uh, as i said 2022. So, getting into some other projects, looking Tata, you know, it's been on our portfolio since 2006. Right now, it's in one of its up modes. Uh, we we uh, grades here have, have improved nicely. Recoveries have shot through the roof. Uh, we've never had 70, 80 percent recoveries at this operation since we've owned it. We made some tweaking. We we uh, changed out some uh, some staff. We basically changed the way of operating this mine back in mid 2019 which really paid off and uh, uh, higher recoveries came right in line with higher grades and uh, it's really helped cost. So it's pretty steady state. We're not expecting any growth here in this, in this operation over 2021 and 2022 but we are expecting just you know a, a steady state you know solid operation, 100% silver in the form of Dory bars and a good profitable uh, mine going forward. Santa Elena, um, you know, here we're going to see some pretty substantial growth. The mill itself at 3,000 tons a day, is currently operating about 27, 2800 tons a day. Uh, It's not really going to be growth in the throughput. What the growth is going to show up in is grade. We did put the HIG in, in here in July of 2019. It's the first HIG mill that's currently operating in Latin America. And it's also, as far as we know, the only HIG mill that's getting direct feed from uh, any mine, because most of the Higgs that are being used worldwide are used for reprocessing um, concentrates. So this is getting direct feed right from mine, which is pretty exciting. It's really excited a lot of people within the industry. The vendor, the manufacturer themselves are very happy with this installation. It's just seamless and it's uh, added a lot to this operation. When we did the economics on it, we needed about 2% extra gold and silver. Uh, we ended up getting about 4 to 5% extra gold and silver recovered from the ore. So it, it's really paid off. Uh, you see the higher cost there. You know, that is purely covid related you know unfortunately you know this this mine did shut down entirely the san Dimas mine did operate a little bit in q2 so it did out add some ounces Santa Elena added virtually zero ounces and in uh q2 where you can see the number there but it's you know, obviously dramatically smaller than what it would have normally so the cost on a per ounce basis shot up dramatically so that that short term that will just go back to its normal cost structures over the next couple of quarters and uh, the other great thing we should also mention before i get onto the next slides is the diesel this is our last mine that's currently operating on diesel and we spend about 12 million dollars a year on diesel for this operation and by converting this over to lng we're expecting to save about nine million dollars per year on diesel and it is somewhat delayed unfortunately we expected it up and running by october november of 2020 we're now looking to see that kick in in first quarter of 2021. And this is um, the hermitennial. Now this is uh, really the, the comment I mentioned earlier about improving grades, uh, not not throughput to to increase production here, is it's, uh, it's related to this red dot hermitennial in the blue square here. So all the color on this slide is first majestic, uh, the green, the blue, the pink, the, uh, the other darker green and the the kind of orangey-yellow El Gachi. that's all ours. Um, many of you probably heard of um, Silvercrest, uh, that's the cheapest, that's the white square that we surround with the uh, Los Hernandez and the El Gachi properties. We had a couple of rigs drilling on Los Hernandez. Uh, they're back now uh, drilling, which is nice to see. We're gonna get a, a rig or so in the El Gachi area as well. Uh, the rigs are being deployed back to Um, And of course, you know, there are underground rigs um, working on the mine itself at Santa which is the cross within the pink. That's where the mill is. The red dot is only four kilometers away from, from the mill. So this feed uh, we're, we're developing now, you can see on this slide here on the right hand side, all the development that's uh, been underway for the last year. We're now in the ore body, we're developing within the ore body, We're expect to start extracting material from this this mine uh, in in early to mid 2021 and start to displace the feed that uh, is currently being fed by the heaps. 60% of the ore at Sandine or Santelena is mine ore. 40% of that uh, ore being fed to that mill is heaps. Uh, this ore body will displace those heaps So we'll stop producing from the, those heaps and we'll start putting this ore through the mill instead of that 40%. So in fact, what's going to happen is that 40% of the feed will actually go up by 10 times its grade that's currently being fed to that mill. So this material is 10 times higher grade than the current heat feed that's being fed to the mill. So despite the fact throughput will stay the same about you know sub-3,000 tons a day, um, uh, we're expecting to see ounce production go up fairly dramatically, as well as costs drop as well. You know, with the uh, increased um, production at this operation, so it's pretty exciting. And uh, also, I should say, you know, there's a lot of parallel structures in this area. This is a very, very prolific part of Mexico. You know, we've got 100,000 hectares surrounding this mill. There's geology everywhere. This is a discovery that uh, we made back in 2017. And uh, we're really going to expand the exploration project around this operation. And uh, uh, we're, we're expecting this mill is going to be fed, you know, high grade or for the next at least a uh, couple of decades as a result of this discovery and also future discoveries. So going to some technology, you know, First Majestic, I think, does kind of stand out in a way. You know, we've, uh, you know, back in 2014, you know, I, I put together a team of um, you know individuals that, you know, I gave the task to, you know, uh, Turn over any rock possible to find you know any any place to save money and uh we found many places to save money believe me the, the mining sector is very inefficient it's an old archaic industry um, you know, it's, it's filled with, you know, engineers that don't like change, that are stuck in their old ways of doing business. And I battled many of them myself personally, and I continually did, uh, do this to this day. You know, this is one of the battles I won, quite frankly. And Hig Mills um, is really the solution, I think, to mining um, uh, worldwide. And we're one of the first adapters of, of this technology. You know, ball mill, which is the, the standard grinding technology that most mines use worldwide, has limited capabilities. You know, it can get the grind size down from rock coming out of a mine to maybe 100 microns, you know, maybe 120, 130 microns to get it you know the, the material down to you know 60 70 microns it's very difficult very uh, cost prohibitive you're burning through balls you're uh, you're burning through chemicals and and of course like electricity you you, know, you have to recirculate this material through the ball mill you know, multiple times and you're just burning money this technology here can actually get material down to sub 50 microns on a first pass um, um, which is perfect. You know, we, we feel 50 microns is kind of the magic number. Um, uh, we've, we've got tests that are that have taken are down even lower. We're doing metallurgical studies at 20, 30, 40 microns. And we're finding the magic and, and, and what, you know, the proper size should be coming out um, of this mill and going through the cyanidation process for the optimum recovery of metals. And it's pretty exciting. This technology is being adopted at St. Demis. Uh the, the piece of equipment's there. It's on site. It'll be installed over the next six months. St. has also received theirs as well. It'll be getting, or oh, pardon me, St. St. Lucantata, pardon me, um, has received theirs as well. And they'll be, they'll be getting theirs installed hopefully by mid-2022. Uh, so we'll have three of these up and running in three of our main operations. And if we ever bring another one of our projects online that is currently in care and maintenance on our portfolio or if we ever do future MA activities um, this is a core technology that we'll be ad- adopting for the future uh, company-wide and this is really the results um, you know as I said earlier you know we needed two percent and uh, uh, you know we got into four or five percent the Q2 numbers drop there is just you know really due to the limited throughputs and um, you know it wasn't being run at optimal levels so uh, you can't really take q2 as a measurement but um, that increase of four to five percent was quite huge and you can imagine six and a half million ounce producer getting you know four or five percent extra silver and gold you know that's uh, that pulls right to your bottom line and we're going to be seeing those similar types of numbers at uh, sandimas next year. And some other technologies that we adopted, you know, we, we are big on technologies. I'm always pushing my team to, to look at other ways of saving money, looking at other ways to improve the business, looking at ways to reduce our environmental footprint and being smarter and in, in, uh, in producing metal and uh, doing it in the cleanest fashion possible in the most profitable way possible. And we're continually examining different technologies and uh You know, this graph says a lot to me, you know, because um, it all comes down to recoveries. You know, going back to 2014, before we really started this whole process, you know, we were getting mid-60s, so, you know, we had 30-plus percent of our metal you know going into waste and uh, you know it's a lot of silver gold and zinc just going into waste and you know today we're pushing 90 percent i think our last quarter was 88 percent if i recall correctly and our metallurgists are and our teams feel that uh, we you know we can get you know north of 95 percent within the next year one or two years by continually pushing the envelope on adopting technologies and that's uh, a big focus of ours and going into just the final um, uh, slide here, you see the photographs here, the LNG gen set uh, that's uh, what is installed at Lincantata. That was put in about four years ago. And the same company that did that installation is currently on site at Santa Elena doing the ins- installation of the LNG uh, system there, converting that over from diesel to LNG, which uh, we're pretty excited about. And of course, the, the lower photo, that's the Hig-Millerop uh, arriving on site you know, it was uh, uh, arrived right in the middle of COVID. government was great. They they were super cooperative. They allowed us to take over the highway. For you know, during COVID, it was probably the best time because no one was on the highway, so it just made a lot of sense for everyone that we were actually able to transport this thing from the Pacific Ocean all the way to you know inland, you know, to Central Mexico and arrive without any problems. And it's now sitting there waiting for waiting for erection, uh, which, you know, as I said, will be another six months or so. So you you could read that rest of the slide yourself, and um, just uh, going the last couple. You know, pure silver company in the world, as I said, this is BML BML's numbers, but um, you know we are definitely up there in our purity, and it's something that we focus on a lot when we're looking at um, you know how we're building the business and how we're maintaining the business, and uh, our breakdown of production, as I talked about earlier our share price performance you know, over the last you know, 1, 5, and 10 years. you know, you know First and Jessica's, uh, it has become you know, really, in my opinion anyways, the go-to you know, silver investment in the, in the silver space. And thank you very much for your time. And uh, if there's any questions, uh, please feel free to contact me or Todd Anthony um, at the company. We'd be happy to um, answer any of your further questions.